Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is an RNZ podcast. Namihi nui. Good to have you company again for episode six of Elemental, in which our resident professor, one Alan Blackman, and I wander alphabetically through the periodic table. I'm Alison Balance, and one of the things I've learned so far in this podcast series is that there are heaps of elements whose names start with the letter A. Including us. Oh, that's true, Alison (laughs) Allen. (laughs) I'm Alan Blackman, and I'm from Auckland University of Technology, and there is in fact one letter that doesn't appear on the periodic table, speaking of letters. Oh, which one? I'm not telling. The the audience will have to figure that one out for themselves. We'll have to wait until we get to it. Okay. (laughs) So far, with the A's, we've done actinium, aluminium, americium, antimony, and argon. Oh, I think that's the best saying I've ever done of antimony, which must mean today is ta-da... Arsenic and arsenic. What have we got? We've got the chemical symbol AS, the atomic number 33, which puts it sort of in the middle-ish of the periodic table. And the name comes from the Greek arsenikon, which is a yellow mineral that contains arsenic. And no prizes for guessing that since we all know that arsenic is poisonous, we're going to be hearing about some well-known arsenic stories. Absolutely we are. In fact, we'll reveal a slight twist to the story later on. But if we're talking about arsenic poisonings, the most high-profile victim of arsenic, probably Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, it's fairly certain that he was poisoned by arsenic. The question is, was it done deliberately or was it accidental? And currently, people lean to the latter. They think that the wallpaper in his room when he got exiled to St. Helena was the cause of his death. And you might think, how can you die by wallpaper? Indeed. And and the answer was that the wallpaper was green. Apparently, this was Napoleon's favorite color. And his wallpaper was colored green with a pigment called Sheila's Green. And this pigment contained arsenic. And... Arsenic not in an absolutely deadly form, but uh, what was thought to have happened was that it was a bit damp on St. Helena. This encouraged mould to grow on the wallpaper, and this particular mould could convert arsenic from a relatively benign form to a gaseous, nasty form. And it was thought that that's what actually happened, that there were small amounts of uh, this arsenic gas that was formed and slowly poisoned poor old Napoleon. Yeah, so rather than someone deliberately slipping arsenic in his tea or his wine or whatever his preferred beverage was, he was really just an accidental victim of home decorating. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And he may well not have been the only one. But obviously there's been many deaths from arsenic over many, many years. And again, a very famous one sort of emerged, I guess, literally (laughs) from a glacier Uh, About 20-odd years ago, the Iceman Ötzi, remember him? I do remember him. Yeah, so when they did an analysis of his hair, they found that his hair contained quite a bit of arsenic. And 
that pointed to the fact that he may have been involved in smelting copper because uh, copper and arsenic often appear together and the smelting process releases volatile arsenic and that obviously ended up in poor old Ötzi's hair. So that was another accidental death. Indeed, another accidental death. And talking of <laughs> deaths from arsenic, a very, very famous one with the Kiwi connection is Farlap. Ah, Farlap the racehorse. Yes. That famous New Zealand racehorse that the Australians claim as their own. Yes, like everything, you know, Russell Crowe, etc., etc. But again, the jury is sort of still out on this one, but it's getting more and more certain that he was probably deliberately poisoned. So to refresh your memories, Farlap was a big horse in the early 1930s. He was winning Melbourne Cups and Caulfield Cups and all that sort of stuff. Uh, he ended up going to the States, and unfortunately he passed away there under unusual circumstances, shall we say. And what was pretty much known was that there were traces of arsenic uh, around the place, and that sort of led people to think that he was deliberately poisoned. And fairly conclusive proof for this came around about 10 years ago where some Australian scientists looked at samples of Farlap's hair using a thing called a synchrotron. And a synchrotron gives you very, very, very high-energy X-rays to irradiate a target. And from the way that these X-rays interact with your target, you can figure out what's in there. And they showed through a very, very nice study that there was lots of arsenic in there and that was not arsenic that would have been applied by a taxidermist, as they did in those days. It almost certainly came from his feed. Somebody must have put arsenic in his food or something like that. Well, obviously we don't have arsenic wallpaper at home anymore. I'm not a taxidermist and I don't smelt copper. So would someone like me ever come across arsenic in my daily life? Not you, but that's not to say that um, humans don't encounter arsenic. It is nasty stuff, so we try and minimise our contact with it. Unfortunately, uh, the inhabitants of Bangladesh really don't have that choice, and a lot of drinking water wells in Bangladesh, unfortunately, are contaminated with arsenic, and that's a really, really big problem over there. Really interestingly, there's a village in the Andes where they've got a similar problem. There's arsenic in the drinking water at very, very high altitude, and Careful studies of these people have shown that they have developed a gene to get rid of arsenic from the body, and that is utterly quite extraordinary. It's amazing. Uh, that, that they can do this, I think, absolutely incredible. And stranger still, there is pretty good proof out there that arsenic is in fact a trace element, an essential trace element for some animals. What about us? What about humans? There was a paper came out a few years ago that said that arsenic could replace phosphorus in DNA. A highly, highly controversial subject that. The jury's still out on that paper, but it's looking more and more unlikely, I think. So does it really deserve its reputation as this dreadful poison? On the whole, absolutely, definitely. And in fact, in sort of around about 17th, 18th century France, arsenic was known as poudre de succession, or succession powder. Well, in this line of succession... We have almost, but not quite, come to the end of the A's. Next time on Elemental, we are up to astatine. And thanks so much for joining us on this adventure with arsenic as we journey through the chemical elements marking 150 years of the periodic table. Elemental is a podcast from RNZ, and you can find us at rnz.co.nz forward slash chemistry. You can subscribe to the podcast for free at all the usual places you get your podcasts from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and so on. And please, if you can, rate and review us. Also, share us with all your real and virtual friends. 
<laughs> I have imaginary friends. Anyway, we'll be back soon, but until then, it's bye from me, Alan Blackman from AUT, the Auckland University of Technology. And from me, Alison Balance, Kia Pai Tora. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.